listening to the Sincerely Podcast. I'm Sid. And I'm Beth. And joining us today is my sister, Stephanie. Welcome. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi, guys. Thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> she's joining us today as we're discussing our sincere opinions of Bring It Down to Duke by E.P. Dunmore, which as y'all know, well, hopefully you know, it was <laughs> my favorite book from 2019 that I read. Yes, yeah. And then I got y'all to read it. And I'm excited to see what y'all think. Yes. Okay, but before we start, yes, um, we always have some fun questions for our guests. <laughs> so, we, we call them fun, but it's they're hysterical. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> Stephanie, what it was your favorite book so far of 2020 or overall, whichever one you want to discuss? Oh gosh, I have too many favorite books. Um, one book that's like just an all-time favorite is Relic mm-hmm. by. Uh, Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child. What's it about? It's kind of like a, um, it's a thriller. It's Love a thriller. That. With what type a, of thriller? Uh, a thriller that has Ooh. some, like, a little bit of science fiction-y kind of Ooh, touches to it. Yeah. Um, basically, there's these unexplained murders in the New York Museum of cool. Natural History. Okay. And they're trying that to figure out exciting. what it is, but it's not human. So it's really good. Ooh, so it has a little okay. bit of sci-fi. A little bit. I really enjoy it. A little bit of things. Read it a million times. So, what's your favorite book genre? Oh gosh, mysteries and thrillers and sci-fi. Cool. Okay. Right. Cool. That's. <laughs> no, that's great. That's fantastic. I think that's a very popular, popular book genre. I feel like that's like Beth's new favorite right now is thrillers. Honestly, she's won so many. Oh my god, even today I went to Target and I, I can't go in the book aisle because no. they put stuff on sale mm-hmm. and I bought yeah. another thriller. I'm just going through a phase. So I think, but I'm trying to mix it up because there's different genres within thriller. Within thriller, yeah. So I got a political thriller that I'm trying, mm-hmm. a legal thriller, psychological thrillers I have read a lot of. Yeah. And then there's like gory thrillers. I'm not into those. Yeah. I think. I'm just assuming. So, <laughs> but anyway, so Stephanie was a sweetheart and she brought our wine. Yay. Thank you. From her wine collection. Yeah, she's fancy. Hardly. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> this wine is not from Target or CBS, Beth. Oh, yeah. As you okay. know, I, I, because I, I keep buying like CBS wines. Didn't know CBS even sold wine. Yeah, they do, but it's like usually just like the basic stuff that yeah, it's you like, get. It's, it's like it's not oh, like okay. our Target. Yeah, it's, okay. It's not usually fancy. It's good it's... stuff for in a pinch. So Stephanie, why don't you tell us what wine you brought today? Um, this one is the Andine Chaton. It's a 2018 Pinot Noir um, from the Russian River Valley in Sonoma County. <laughs> It's really good. Yes. A cute, cute label too. So on the back it says, we wine lovers share a desire to connect to a sense of place. Fernois, the German word for far sickness. I really hope that was the way to pronounce that. It's okay. Don't you don't know German. German. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Or wanderlust celebrates this spirit of seeking. It's a feeling we share in wine in pursuit of a taste of place. Thanks to your support, we can embark on a voyage to the farmscapes of the North Coast. Sorry. I've never seen that word farmscapes. Farmscapes? The farmscapes of well, the North Coast. Well, it's like a landscape, Coast. but it's a farm. Sure. <laughs> You're welcome. Th- thanks, Beth. With this Pinot, we visit fog blanketed vineyards where luscious grapes grow in gravely river bends beneath 
towering redwoods is bound to be a grand adventure to exploration and discovery. Ondine. Oh, I love that name too. Ondine. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, so we have author information. This is me. Yeah, but and you so, want to tell us about the author. Yes. So <laughs> this is actually her debut novel, which I love that we're, you know, reviewing her debut novel because it's just it's like women supporting women, especially since today we're recording on International Women's Day. Day. So it just makes sense. But it's Evie Dunmore. And she has another book coming out this fall, correct? Yes. It's like um, a rogue of one zone. Yes. Down. Yes, I cannot wait. And if you know, Tristan is actually introduced, and he is the love interest of Lucy in that. Ooh. Yeah. And remember Tristan from the ball? Uh-huh. Yes. The asshole? Yeah. I'm super Ooh, excited about it. Yeah. All right. But so, it did leave that kind of unexplained in the book. So it did. Yes. Yeah. I was kind of like, why do they know each other? Yes. yes. And that's yeah. why Bringing Down the Duke is Evie Dunmore's debut novel. And it is part of the Extraordinary League of Women trilogy, inspired by the magical scenery of Oxford and her passion for romance, women pioneers, and all things Victorian. In her civilian life, she is a strategy consultant with an MSc in diplomacy from Oxford. Scotland and the great outdoors have a special place in her heart, so she can frequently be found climbing the highlands or hunting for ruly tartan blanket bargains. Mm. Evie currently lives in Europe and pours her fascination with 19th century Britain into her writing. She is a member of the British Romantic Novelists Association, or RNA. I've noticed, though, a lot of these authors are very educated that we have had. But that's super cool that she is a strategy consultant. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie, so we like to haze our guests and have them... (laughs) Haze is such a bad word. (laughs) Okay. We like to... Force our guests. (laughs) No, you said it was bad. Haze is horrible. We like to allow our guests and give them the great opportunity and And honor honor. of reading the description. So here you go. So I see this is a forcible initiation. Yes. (laughs) A.K.A. Hazing. (laughs) All right, so the book description says, on the back, let's see, England, 1879. Brilliant but destitute, Annabelle Archer is one of the first female students at Oxford University. Her scholarship demands that she recruit men of influence to champion the rising women's suffrage movement. Her target, the cold and calculating Duke of Montgomery, commander of Britain's politics. But Montgomery wouldn't be the kingdom's greatest strategist if he couldn't turn the tables and confront Annabelle with an altogether different offer. Locked in a battle with rising passion and impossible attraction, Annabelle will learn just what it takes to topple a duke. Wow, that was fantastic. I snapped, and when what? we said we weren't going to do that anymore. <laughs> no, you did a really good job. Usually we have to like record it like three times for me. <laughs> Like, like literally, Beth and I will be like, oh, and stop, we messed up this word, and then we'll reread it. So that was fantastic. I used to put my school roommates to sleep by reading them Edgar Allan Poe's stories until I fell asleep every night. Yeah, you know why? Wow. Because it's Edgar Allan Poe. He's incredible. (laughs) I love him. Well, I... It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. All right. So anyway, what was y'all's overall opinion of the book? I think it started really slow. Okay, why do you think but that? But then it got interesting. Because it was... Sl- 
Because it was slow? Is that what you just said? No, because I don't think it was slow. But I want to. I like that we have different opinions, and I want to hear why you think you're. It I just was. wasn't initially intrigued by the book. Okay, no, that's, I get it. What was your opinion, Steph? I thought it was cute. It is not my normal type of book. I don't usually read historical romance. I don't usually all. read romance. That's true. I don't yeah. read a lot of romance, but especially not historical. I was kind of just like waiting for the romance part to happen, and I think that's kind of like what I think. If somebody had been like, "This is a historical fiction," I might have read it, it in built, a different way. I think mm-hmm. I feel like it built pretty slowly. Like the yeah. beginning, I didn't feel like it was slow. Like it was interesting to me. Yeah. But the romance part did kind of yeah take a little bit, and you were like, "Okay, let's get there." I'll I think that's kind of where I was like thinking about it. Cause I think if I had thought about it as a historical fiction, I might have been able to like. I, because it technically, I mean, it is historical fiction, but, like, because of the fact that I knew it was a romance, I was like, where is the romance? Why isn't this building faster? See, okay, so I, I liked this romance because it was written similar, oh, God, I can't say that word. It was written, it reminded me of Jane Austen. Like, the Mm. romance at first was teasing. Yes. You know, like stolen kisses or even before kisses it was just like stolen looks so as soon as that started it got more interesting mm-hmm. like as soon as they're like see the, but the, the moment build up they to met, it see the moment they met in the courtyard i was, I was like okay it's, it's on man <laughs> they had they had a moment of some really awkward tension this i don't is think it. i was really into it until he had to like chase her and like pick her yeah. up and get her on the yeah. horse, and that's kind of like, when I was like, "All right, it's moving now. Like now I'm now it's happening. Now I know." Who, and I understand what you're coming point from. When I really kind of like was like, "Okay, this is good. I want to finish this." Yeah, it's kind of when he he sort of kicked her out of his house because of these false assumptions. Yeah, so she ten was, minutes into your like, reading, oh, you're like, "Okay, it's okay." okay. Oh yeah, Stephanie is a speed and reader. So yes, she read this like, whole book in okay, less fine, than two hours. Let me here. I'm leaving. I am out. Oh yeah. That's kind of when I was more interested in her, too. Sort of, I don't know. I feel like that's the sort of thing I would have done. You don't want me here? Fine. I'm, I'm gone. Fuck you. I'll walk in the snow and die. <laughs> no, I, I, mean, I love Animal. Annabelle. 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 Now, Annabelle, I really liked her from the beginning. I liked that she was more clever than, you know, her stupid cousin, Gilbert. She makes and, me feel stupid, actually. Yeah. No, I just, like, dude. I just thought she was really smart and um, admirable. Yeah, but but for me, like, see, I, I think I can I can separate the book into two sections. Like, I can separate it as Annabelle and her life story, and then the romance. And so, like, but I wanted the romance because I knew it was a romance, and I was just waiting for it. And it just it built too slowly for me personally. I'm like, I think the reason that I liked it so much as a romance uh-huh. is because there was romance. It just because a lot of the books I read now. It's no romance, just sex. Right. And this was, he had to kind of romance her. But he was such a dick. Like, I know. I was like. I don't know. How did the women back then deal with this? No, I couldn't. always being second class citizens. Yeah. And just, I mean, well, the men can do whatever the heck they want. And the women can't. That's why I like this novel. Because the women, the, the author wrote this from a feminist yeah. Standpoint. Like the first feminist pretty much in history recorded. Like yeah. recorded history. I loved that. In England, yeah. Well yeah. Yeah. Um, it was so good. But no, I thought yeah, I thought that was interesting. What I also thought was interesting, which I guess must be semi true, was the fact that Queen Victoria was like, Why should women have rights? And I'm like, You're the Queen of fucking England? 
Yeah. And you don't think women should have rights? I know. I didn't like that. I didn't understand that. And I guess that is kind of how the monarchy was. Like all these women. And I think that I think that the author put that in there to show kind of the hypocrisy of it. It's just confusing to me. I'm like, you are literally the Queen of England. You have power over most men. In the whole fucking universe. She doesn't want anyone else to have freedom and power. And it's, yeah, it's kind of to me, I'm like, is it a jealousy thing? Is it, like, what is it? It, It's just, I wish I knew more about it because how are they going to, because wasn't Queen Victoria one of, like, the first queens? Like, weren't it before, like, they would pass down the monarchy? I think they had a lot of queens, like, in name, but I think a lot of the big decisions might have been kind of held by... Men. Men. Yeah. Like whoever the king was or the husband, even if she was Queen Victoria and her husband was still a prince. But I think that's why she was unusual, unusual maybe. Well, wasn't it like um, I, Queen this... Elizabeth or something like that? Because Queen Elizabeth was the first female and I don't think she had any brothers. Wasn't it when they changed it to where Queen Elizabeth, just because she is a female and like she would still keep the crown? Possibly. I watched Crown a long time. The Crown my, a long time ago. My history, especially on British monarchy, is kind of yeah. Okay, so British same. history. <laughs> I'm pretty good on current gossip. You yeah, know, current you gossip. Hear yeah. About, like, Brit- British history. Like, I do. Sorry. <laughs> no. Sorry. No British. No, no, I don't mind. No mm-hmm. British. This, we always do this. Mm. British history for me is just so hard. Yeah. There's, there's so many seconds it. and seconds, and they all have the same name. It's just okay. Yes. Um, I need some variety in the names. So, what did you think of Lady Lingham? Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and also, they had she had a sexual like relationship with, with Sebastian, the Duke. Yeah, yeah. And she's like in her forties, right? Well, and so I mean, he's like only that has nothing to do. I mean, for me, the no, age like, doesn't have anything to do with it. But I just thought she was a bitch because she inevitably goes behind Sebastian's back. And not be, I don't think she was rude to Annabelle at any time. I mean, because it technically she Annabelle was outright. a countrywoman. She did, you know, she was sat where she would normally be sat. She didn't, didn't she introduce her to men at the ball? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't think that men was. Men of her stature. Her suitable. Right. Right. Her suitable men. Like the, suitable men. The vicar. The clergyman. Yeah. I think she, like, was. did that, you know, so that she would get away like from her, the Duke. But, but see, but, I think that she was. Per, I think she was hostile towards Annabelle, even though, In what yeah, way? because even though those actions were like common ground, the way she carried out those actions, not common ground, the wrong word, uh, uh, normal, normal, like normal back normalized, then, yeah. the way she carried them out and her attitude of carrying them out, it was purposely against Annabelle because she saw Annabelle as a threat. That's how I interpret it, but maybe it was me projecting my feelings of how I would feel in that situation onto her as I read the book. Yeah. But I get what you're saying because that is normal. She but is a common. Even girl, whenever she talks girl. to the Duke later, she tells him like, "You seemed out of your mind. You didn't seem right. I was just trying to help you." So I don't know that it necessarily. I, it probably might have come from a place of jealousy, but also at the same time because of the time that it was. It, it it's normal. Like yeah. I don't think it would have been like it wasn't. I don't think it was like out of line for her to so do the things that she did. Are you saying that women back then don't have jealousy? No, I'm saying it might. <laughs> I think she might have been jealous. Yeah, but also feel like she felt confident enough that she was in a superior. 
a superior role than yeah, Annabelle, and that like, like and that she could put her in her place, mm-hmm. not because like she might feel jealous, but I don't necessarily feel like she felt overly threatened because she never thought nor, Sebastian yeah. would like marry her. Yeah, nor did I think it was her station other than as a mistress, right? And if she was a mistress, literally nobody would ever take her seriously. Speaking so of, she couldn't be like a. I couldn't have done the stations. Threat. I could not have done the stations back then. I don't I know if you were born into it, it would be more normal. The but what? looking at the station, looking back now, this like like it, the social stations. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like common yeah, social classes. Yeah. Social classes. Okay. Yeah, they call them like know your station. Like no. That would be weird. Yeah, yeah. that is weird. Be poor little country women over here. <laughs> so rude. Um, so since we you just mentioned mistress, why do you think that Annabelle rejected that position when Sebastian offered it? Well, especially since she said, sorry, I talk so much. Especially mm-hmm. since she was saying, you know, that would just look bad for her. She's what in the women's suffrage movement, and she's gonna accept a mistress mistress position. No one would be her friend. But she was only gonna be a woman. She only did the women's suffrage so she could go to Oxford. So right. She, well, then, but then she couldn't go to Oxford anymore. She, and she was a mistress. Felt like the women's suffrage movement was legit. Like yeah. that was something she may not have really thought about it too much before going there and becoming a part of it. But yeah. I feel like with her education and uh-huh. everything, that is something she could totally get behind. And the fact that she was, like, it. way she smarter than her cousin times. Gilbert. And, yeah, like, she was, no she was a lot smarter than a lot of the men in charge of her. Yeah, no. I mean, she's a grown woman. Yeah. But if she didn't have a husband And, like, dad, her dad, like, left her stuff to her cousin Gilbert instead of her. And she was like, what the fuck? So I feel like she was in line with them. got I treated agree. like a little housemaid. Yeah. Even though she was smarter than him, definitely... Better educated. Yeah, absolutely. I would be like, yeah, let, heck, let's make women equal. Keep our own stuff. Yeah. Live our own lives. I, let, let me have my dad's desk of, back, bitch. <laughs> I was really proud of her. Honestly, I love her character, though, the entire book. I do like Annabelle. She's very likable, and I feel like she's really relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I because, thought she was such a strong woman. Yeah, all of us, too, have had relationships where we're like, we're lied to. No, <laughs> this is not the smart thing to do. Yeah. And yet it kind of happens anyway. Yeah. And I feel like that's how things started with her. And it turned into something more eventually. But yeah. the whole time she was like, no. No, no I know no. better. So <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about her friends a little bit. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, she did, I mean, with the suffrage movement, that's where she met all of her friends. So mm-hmm. what did you think of them? I liked Hattie. I think she was kind of a spoiled brat, but... She was trying really hard to be part of the group. Yeah, I agree. And I think that she really wanted to do her part. Like, she hid herself to go to the, the riot. Yeah. Or the protest. protest. Um, and then I think that she was such a good friend to go and tell Montgomery what happened. The Wasn't Duke. that Christina, though? No, that was Hattie. And that was all of them. They all made the decision together. But I thought it was, it was Katarina. Katarina. Sorry, not Christina. Katarina. It was her idea to talk to the Duke in the first place, right? Because she seems to me, I don't know, I just really liked her. Like, super quiet, but like, super observant. The Scottish girl? Yeah. 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 Super quiet, super observant. I like that Has a lot going on, but just sort of observes and then stores up all this knowledge for later. I don't know. Right. I like it. I hear what you're saying. Hattie, I like too. She's cute. She likes 
She likes. I like that she was pleasantly plump. That's how they described her. Pleasantly plump. So what does that mean? She's a size eight instead of four. Well, they wore corsets back then, so pleasantly plump in a corset might be different than pleasantly plump now. Yeah. Who knows? But I think it's I cute how they thought that was hilarious how they both got so embarrassed talking about their corsets, even though they're both women at the same time, and they, like... Yeah. Who, how... I, I mean, like, really? and we're so open with each other. Right. Um, like, at oh. my bachelorette party, y'all got me some super fun things yeah. that were underclothing. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'm a little embarrassed now, but that's because all these people are listening. <laughs> all these people, all 12. I don't know, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, everything was so proper and so whatever back then. It was just yeah. kind of like, you couldn't even talk about this stuff with your friends. That's yeah. weird. Or having an escort was so crazy. Yeah. The hidden, like, guard person. I mean, what the heck? Yeah. I couldn't imagine having an escort. Like, I couldn't have gone to college. When you say escort, all I think about is a prostitute. So, why don't we just call him a security guard? Because <laughs> you're like, oh, well, I can't imagine a- having an escort. And I'm like, me was- neither, though, Beth. Oh, okay. Me no, neither. So in, the book, in the book, women who were not, women of who had a good reputation would have a female. A chaperone. A, chaperone. a female escort. Well, that's what they call them. Well, a chaperone. It was a chaperone. Some of them, the rich people, had like a security escort that was supposed to stay in. But um, they would have like an older, probably single, never married chaperone lady. And they would judge them and just be like... Well, they would make sure that they were never alone with a man. Yeah. Which these ladies were. Oh my gosh. They had some good times. Yeah, scandalous. Because even um, Katerina, was that how they said her name in the audiobook? I know Beth listened to the audio, but... Yeah, but I don't remember her name. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Katarina, um, right. she was hooking up with Peregrine. Peregrine? Peregrine. Yeah. What was his name in the audio book? Peregrine. Peregrine. Like the falcon. It's a bird. It's a type of bird. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is like from a cartoon of my lost. <laughs> it's a type of bird. No. Um, is it Katriona or Katarina? Catriona. Catriona. Ooh, okay. So Catriona, she was alone with Peregrine. I love that name, though. Yeah. And they were not just hanging out. And Lucy was alone with who? Uh, Tristan. 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 Well, no, Tristan tried to get her alone, right? He was on no, no, no. Tristan We're tried to get Lucy. Oh, yeah. Lucy. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Lucy and Tristan knew each other, and Tristan is the tall, scandalous redhead, and I can't wait for the second book. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. No. Anyways. But yeah. So yeah. At one point at the ball, Tristan tries to get um, Annabelle alone, and Montgomery sees her and like runs across the room and like grabs Which her. Which is super nice of him. That I don't know. I feel like. Oh my god! The sometimes kissy. you're like, no, oh. I don't like this, but you also really don't want to cause a scene in public right. because it's so embarrassing. Yeah. Oh and my. I was like, yeah, I can relate. But you're like, shit. What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. And in her case, she got lucky and he helped. But you know. Oh my gosh! Maybe I that part out. That I want to talk about wrong. the kissing. <laughs> I keep trying to interrupt and talking about the kissing, and you're not letting me. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. I know you're obsessed with the kissing kid. Oh yeah, no, that was such a good scene, though. Like, yeah, where he goes and gets her, and then but they're having this frustrated conversation with each other, and then suddenly she's pushed up against the hedge, and they're making out. It's like oh, <laughs> oh, and then but then yeah, Katarina sees her. 
Yeah, uh, but, but you don't realize. But that you don't really. realize it. No, not until you later. You just think Katarina's being Katriona. Excuse me, Katriona. Katriona. Oh fuck! <laughs> I keep saying Katarina. I'm so I know. Sorry. Now that's in my head. Catch, um, Katriona, Katriona is being a good friend, and she's like, "Your hair is messed. People are gonna talk," and right. so they like run off to the powder room and, and like fix, like, her, fix hair. her hair. Yeah. But it's so cute because, like, after they make out Montgomery or the Duke or Sebastian, whatever you want to call him, he, like, tries to, like, help her fix her hair. Yeah. They were sweet. And he was sweet. He was sweet. Sometimes. About five percent of the time. Yeah. I like, he I, he I, redeems I, himself in the end, though. He does redeem himself mm-hmm. at the end, but there was definitely points throughout the book where I was like, you're a fucking douchebag. Like, oh, you're yeah, such a douchebag. Sure. Such a douche. It wasn't, for me, it wasn't interesting. Like, I don't think their relationship was interesting until, I guess, whenever they first met, which I don't remember if we talked about this before or after we started recording. Oh, in the courtyard? Yeah, but when, no, but when they first met and he accuses her of being a prostitute. Oh, at Peregrine's party. I love that part where she's just like, okay, whatever, I'm out. Yeah. And she had to apologize. She Mm -hmm. leaves the house party and starts walking in the snow for a hotel that's seven miles or so away. But, like, in, like, knee-deep snow. Ridiculous. Amazing. But she had pride. She's, yeah. Well, if you don't want me here, fine. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not going to be in the house with someone who disrespects me that much. That's mm-hmm. when I. That's when you really come to love Annabelle. Because you realize, okay, she's a bad bitch. Yeah. Until you realize she might die. And then you're like, you're kind of fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just been like, I'm leaving in the morning. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I, I probably would have done, done the same, same thing. Because I would have been so mad. Because my pride. I probably would have done the same thing. And then yeah. I probably would have done her. the same thing and wouldn't want to go back because it would have been admitting, okay, yeah, maybe this was not my smartest decision. But I wouldn't oh. want to admit it. It's Which all- I think it, that's why it took her. Because the first time he sends out what his... Butler like or whatever, man. and to go go get her, and then she's like, "No, not going." And so then the Duke had to go out and get her, and she was like, "No." And then finally, that's when they start having chemistry, though. Yeah, for mm-hmm. real. Like when she's riding on the horse, and she's like, oh. and he can sniff, smell her hair. Yeah, and she smells like lavender. Lavender. <laughs> I wonder what that's like to smell like lavender after hiking for miles in the snow for hours how do you smell a lavender after that trouble i don't know yeah i don't know but you know what she's a magical fiction magical romantic book (laughs) (laughs) she can smell like lavender after hiking yeah how do you think their relationship compares to if there it was in modern times so back you know they they struggle with the the male patriarchy feminist like trying to come out like how do you think that compares to modern times what do you think would if they were now what do you think would have been different like what type of person do you think sebastian would have been oh like if okay so he's a duke then but what if he was in america and he had a similar attitude you know what i'm saying so like he's like a congressman (laughs) he's a senator (laughs) or like a, a finance person in new york you know like somebody who's done a lot of work had a lot of education good at what they do Oh, I don't know. Maybe. See, I just don't know if their relationship could compare to now. Because well, if their relationship was like now, they'd probably have a baby, leave the royal family, move to Canada, and <laughs> <laughs> and be super scandalous, always on E News. I don't know, something along those lines. Probably, Are you talking possibly. about the royal Sussex? Yeah, mm. the Duke of Sussex <laughs> and the Duchess. It's like yeah. I mean, I mean, it's similar in a way. I mean. She is her she own is a woman. American she commoner does her own thing. Yeah, hell yeah. 
and he loves her. And so he's like, well, you know what? Fuck the royalty. I'm going to do my own thing, too. And then he leaves. So it's very yeah. fucking similar if you think yeah. about it. <laughs> so did y'all like the ending? Yeah. I loved the ending. I, um, I kind of wish, like, maybe he had, like, you can see throughout the book and, I, you know, especially at the dinner party whenever Annabelle stands up to another duke or some other high lord. I love that part. That was my favorite dude. part of the whole duke. Uh, the whole, the whole book. Yeah, it's like whenever he's talking about how this woman has this theory that you can't trust women in politics and she's like, because their brains don't work appropriately. Right. I love that she actually used logic to put that down. And, like, you can see then, in that point in time, the Duke is, you know, on her side. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see him slowly growing. Mm-hmm. But I wish, like, the growth had happened faster. Because I found myself being, like, you're a woman of the suffrage movement. Like, what the fuck? Who, like... It, like I you have think, chemistry with I someone but he's a total reason, fucking asshole like, I thought the same thing but I think the reason they have it as a slow like him growing slowly is because of the era back then Dukes didn't change right you know and so to make it like a little less fictiony mm-hmm. they had to make his growth small right although I mean I get what you're saying though because I thought the same thing I was like, why don't you just get your head out of your butt? Right. Well, also, he was still trying to get that family estate back, and he couldn't do that Yeah. without... The Queen's support. Yeah, and trying to win... Which, uh, again, I don't fucking understand that. Like, yeah. I don't really understand the British parties, like their politics, but it sounds like the one he was supposed to help win, the Tory party, yeah. is like traditional. Yeah. yeah, and just thinks Britain should rule everything, men should rule the women. Right, whereas like the Liberal Party seemed like they were more open to women having the vote and being able to own, own property. Right, it sounded like secretly he had more leanings to that side the whole time. The, the whole time, he was ignoring yeah. it because he had this other goal of his own. Yeah, to get his house back. And I think he just really had to get to the point where he cared about other things. And I feel like that really sacrificed than... his relationship with his brother too. Yeah, yeah. His his want for that house, that he wanted it so bad that he didn't even realize what his brother was going through or how his brother was feeling or, like, the shadow that he casted over his brother. Yeah. Because he's thinking to himself, my brother's never helping me, and his brother's thinking, I could never be as good as you. Like, so I'm not going to try. And I feel like maybe... That was an interesting dynamic, too. Yeah. Because Peregrine and... The Duke of Montgomery were nothing alike. Peregrine and Sebastian yeah. were nothing alike. They were both royalty of some sort. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, they, no, they had different interests. Like, even, like, what was it? Peregrine was, like, the president or leader of a drinking club in Oxford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Duke was like, I don't fucking drink. Like, <laughs> like I don't fucking drink alcohol. And so, like, like, there's just other aspects where, you know, Montgomery was very more serious and Peregrine was more, like, lighthearted and stuff like that. I liked so, Peregrine. Like, I did, too. He just seemed like a relatable person. Yeah. Like, if he were, I feel like he would easily translate to modern times and he would be kind of a fun person to be around. Maybe needed some help. Maybe needed some therapy. Yeah. But he would be a fun person to be I around. feel like maybe, like, he's more of a millennial type person. Yeah. I see <laughs> Like, that. you know, like, you could, where we can relate to him more. But I felt like he... Um, I didn't like how... Well, 
Okay, so I get why he ran away. Because if he was being yeah. forced to do something he didn't want to do. Like Especially, the yeah. military. That's yeah. huge. That's but a huge life I, choice I, to I make. I wish he would have gone about it a different way. Yeah. But at the he same time, the way the book the way the book was written, he if he hadn't ran away, there wouldn't have been that, like, twist in the middle. Yeah. But... Or the end. I do love how <laughs> the end, he's, like, helping Professor Jenkins as yeah. his assistant. Yeah. Because I really liked Professor Jenkins. Like... That was a weird dynamic, I thought that though, was strange. between him and Annabelle. Like, I thought it was weird that, like, he thought Annabelle was a man, because he, she always signed A and then her last name. And so I thought it was weird, and then they started working together, and then all of a sudden, like, it, I feel like, for me, it came just as quickly as it did for Annabelle, whenever she's like, oh, I guess he kind of was courting me. Like, like how, she didn't like, realize she didn't realize that, yeah. Because was just very... Absent-minded about it. Yeah, right? like she was Here's so obsessed with the Duke that but, she didn't I mean, even her, realize she was getting male her attention. Her chaperone elsewhere. even said, "Be careful, Annabelle," and she didn't understand. It's just an apple, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, but it I was still liked him though. Yeah, but like, he seemed I, like a decent. Soul. He at least. I, I don't was, know. I feel like he was very modern. He's very supportive thinking. of like women in yeah, science, and he's like, and "Yeah, that's attention. okay if you don't want kids." And yeah, yeah, I would love to take you with me, but this will help us. Like, avoid if you're married, then we can do this better. We can do whatever. Yeah, and yeah. If you wanted to have a marriage without sex, he would do that for. Which her, is insane know? to me. Yeah, like why would he be marrying her then? Because of her mind. Like, he yeah, found I, an assistant I, in her that was actual helpful compared to the other people that I know, he but what with. I'm saying is, like, sex isn't everything, but when you're in a marriage, you need to have some kind of intimacy. But no, The she, mind can only go so far. Well, maybe she even, would have, if they had gotten married, maybe it would have come to that over time, you right. know? But I like that he was willing to let her do her own no, thing. No, I agree. It was it nice. Out, you know? I just... But he also had the idea that she was a self-proclaimed spinster and that she was only a spinster by choice. Because throughout the book, like, people talk about how beautiful Annabelle is, but Annabelle doesn't think that of herself. And so mm-hmm. he thinks, like, you're beautiful. You could totally get married. So you're clearly choosing this on your own. So marry me. You get to do the work you want to do. You get to be respected. Mm-hmm. And also, you'll be well off because I get paid well. And so we'll have a housekeeper. Like, you'll, it'll be great. Like, you'll have and everything you want. And I feel like if she had not met the Duke, she probably would have done this. Oh, yeah. Been super happy. Yeah, I agree. Because if then she, she would be out of Gilbert's, not- like, handball. Yeah, if she had not met the Duke and been to that house party and been around him and felt this attraction, I'm sure she would have been so happy with him. I agree. You know? Yeah, I agree. But that's like that that's not how the story went. So <laughs> no, I was just taking a deep. What'd you say? It just kind of made me sad that he didn't find somebody for him. I don't know. But he found the assistant that he really wanted. I'm happy he has the assistant though. I think yeah. that would be a good fit for Peregrine. Because I think, especially for the professor, he really wasn't Your face right now. You know who Jenkins remind me reminds me of? Who? Oh. Professor Bear from Little Women. Oh. Just a little bit. Yeah. But I liked him. No, no, I don't dislike Jenkins. I don't know why y'all think I dislike Jenkins. Your face, we can see it. Others can't. You're like, you're like, this is ridiculous. How dare they even think of the idea that they could possibly be together? She is meant for Montgomery. You're a romantic at heart. You are. I feel like I am not. I feel like I'm more practical. Can be very logical. I I would say the same thing with me too. I think I can be very logical about things. And so, which I mean, but I guess I'm a logical a good person. Point. So my now job. that 
at the very end, Annabelle and Montgomery got married, then, I mean, they're going to have a lot of issues going on, like, yeah, from here on. Except for they're just like, fuck it, we're on a yacht drinking champagne, which, like, having sex. I was trying to, like, imagine the bathing suit. I was like, what does this look like? Because, like, to me, I'm like, when I'm reading it, I'm like, hell yeah, here I am, my two piece, like, fucking sipping champagne on a modern yacht. And then I was like, wait, no, no. And I was like, how the fuck are they going to do, like, if they were to do a book, what the fuck does this, like, or book, ball, if they were doing a book, if they were doing a movie, what the fuck does her outfit look like? And I guess she it's is naked, super, but still. Super conservative. Like, having, do you remember seeing pictures of, like, the early 1900s swimsuits? No. Oh, oh my god, these are like full outfits. Yeah. Here, show some. Sorry, I'm Googling as we're talking. Yeah, no, I let, let me see too. We, we okay, bathing suits. Victorian bathing suits. Oh, that's a cute little website. Here's one away. No, I don't want to show it. It showed pictures on the Oh, uh, just go to images. Oh, oh my god. Oh, that's kind of cutesy though. These are, that's but these are more like stockings and pantaloons and a full gown. And she looks like they're still wearing corsets of some sort there. Yeah, fuck like, that. Every inch of skin is covered except the face and the elbows. Do a know? do a eighteen hundreds yacht. Eighteen hundreds yacht. Yes, that's yeah. Because I'm literally imagining like myself on like this big ass yacht, two piece. That's oh, really pretty. Just a big boat. It's like a sailboat. Ooh, that's pretty. I mean, no, it's it's pretty. It's it's nicer than I thought. I would be scared as heck to be out on a boat back in those times where you didn't have GPS and emergency signals and yeah, but there were like people who knew where they were just based off the sun and the sky, based off the stars. They must have been smarter than us. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm in the sun and the sky. Stars are people back then must have been a little bit smarter than the rest of us. So, I really want to talk about who would play. All right, is there anything else you want to talk about in the book before Um, I I just? We talked about Peregrine. We talked about Lucy. Should we talk about like vague mention? But you didn't really get into Lucy as a character. So I'm wondering if her like plan. This next book is going to be Lucy and Tristan, right? Right. Yes. So I'm wondering if she's going to do a book about Catriona and Peregrine, and maybe Hattie (gasps) and somebody else. I think you're right, though. I also wondered what kind of did they not have any sort of birth control back then? Like none. At all? No, I don't. I thought they had something back then. Please don't make me with child. That's pulling out. Yeah, I know. But I What did you think of the sex scenes? Did you think they were good enough for you, Beth? I thought they were sweet. (laughs) Like, they felt good, but they weren't over the top. They were good. Okay, they they weren't that many. No, there was like three. Yeah. But they were well written. There was a lot of sexual tension, though. Like, it built up to it. And a few times you were like, okay, you guys, already... Was get it done, but no, it was it was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Obviously, it was my number one of last year. Yeah, but I I liked this book more than just the romance aspect. I like Annabelle as a character. I like how strong she was, and how she knew her value and worth. Um, I liked that it's a super. I liked that it is a feminist novel, like yeah. surrounding this women's suffrage unit. You, oh my god, I liked how her friends in the end actually ended up supporting her and yeah. being like. Look, you know, we're all kind of misfits here, mm-hmm. you know, but we're all, we all have a similar cause. We all have something in common that we love uh-huh. and we love you and we're going to make sure that you get through this. So I thought the French, the female friendship aspect was really big for me. Yeah. I loved I that. I liked that a lot. 
I liked how they kind of showed, especially since today is International Women's Day, it's perfect. Yeah. Just the, the the bond between women and how far people can women can go if they actually have each other's backs. Yeah. And I saw that too with um, when she was in prison with mm-hmm. Annabelle. Yeah, the other women. When she asked the Duke to to help that other suffragist girl get out. Yeah, and supposedly which, he just went and released twelve suffragists and multiple women who were just in there for theft too. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was kind of amazing. That's like another stepping stone that you see of the Duke who yeah. is kind of like you see that he's becoming more of a, a liberal mm-hmm. and he's becoming more, you know, open to Annabelle's actual uh-huh. Well he's cause. seeing what kind of person Annabelle is and he's beginning to realize the life that he thought he wanted and all of this is not exactly what he actually wanted. But it took Annabelle to show him. Yeah. Uh, but I will real quick before I forget. I know this is my favorite thing to talk about. Who do you think would play the people? Uh-huh. I really, really, really would want Sebastian to be played by Sam Claflin. Yeah. Do you know who, who that he's is? playing um, Billy and Daisy Jones and Six, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But he played um, in uh, Me Before You. Uh-huh. A wealthy, like, man. Man who was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I think he's just... Paraplegic? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. But he's so attractive, and he has that sandy blonde hair. Do you like, think he's, like, old enough? Yeah, he's in his 30s. He's a little young. I think just because... But I guess I could do makeup and make He was him a born in 1986. Older. So, so he's slightly older than me, then. Yeah, he's yeah. 33. I feel I like... I thought the Duke was, like, year. The Duke's, 35. like, 35. Yeah. So that's, so, like, yeah. perfect. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's who I thought. Uh, Annabelle. I feel like I need to know more like British actors and actresses. or. Just... I mean, I just like Amelia Clark. Let's put Annabelle as Amelia Clark. Oh, hell yeah, I'm down. 100%. I just think she's so. Amelia Clark would be cool. Amelia not... Clark is literally my favorite person in the world. She's so. beautiful. To I feel, me. I don't know. Never mind. She huh. might be good for. Who I feel like Kira the... Knightley should be in this, but I don't feel like she would be Annabelle. She could be Lucy because isn't Lucy I like older? Could... I feel like she could be Lucy. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Or maybe. Catriona or somebody. Because Catriona and Haley are younger than uh, Annabelle. Annabelle's like middle and then Lucy's oldest. And then Peregrine. Emma Watson. Mm. Emma Watson, I feel like, would make a really good Annabelle, though. Yeah, that's true. I I love Emma Watson. So Peregrine. Because she's smart. Amelia Clark could be the one who's. I was thinking Tom Holland. Amelia Clark could also be labeling. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I pretty, like slightly older, yeah. oh, Kira a little Knightley bit more worldly. Her. I feel like Kira Knightley looks too delicate. Well, was Kira She's gorgeous? Well, no, but, but she would be perfect for a lady. Like Kira, you know, and then uh, who was the one who was plump or whatever that you said? Patty. Oh. Pleasantly plump is probably. I feel like Amelia Clark is pleasantly plump because she's not like she's not a size zero, but she's also not like like a four. I think it's just her face. Her face shape is a little bit more round. Yeah, Kira Knightley is very. I don't know. I'm not talking shit about Amelia Clark. I need that to make that very clear. Oh, we know you're not. My favorite person in the whole entire world, Game of Thrones, is my favorite fucking TV show. Not talking shit about you. I love you so much. (laughs) But she does have a rounder face. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I was listening to a podcast. Um, she was talking about that. Around her face. Um, but then I know I said this a second ago. Peregrine, Tom Holland. I think that would be perfect. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, because, okay, don't think of him as. I like it. Because <laughs> he is British. Don't, yeah, he is. Don't yeah. think of him. Because, I mean, when I see Peregrine, I think of, like, this, like, young, like, 
skinny looking dude. Yeah. And I that actually that's perfect because he somebody you know, who's they, cute. Sam, and like yeah. I think that'd be perfect. Tom Holland, I feel like would be the perfect uh, Peregrine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other one who I thought would be good would be um, what's his name? The guy who played Newt's Eddie Redmayne. He played in the Oh um, yes. Harry Potter, like the Fantastic Beasts and where yes. to find them. You know? Oh yeah, no, that would be perfect. I feel like he would make a really good Peregrine too. You know, his just face is a little bit playful somehow, mm-hmm. and he's got I don't know. I think he's cute, and I think he's funny, and, and for I think profess- he would be really good for, for that. Professor Jenkins, the guy who played the villain in Thor, the brother. Tom Hiddleston? Yes, yes. Or, or... Tom Hiddleston is my favorite. Cumber. Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. I think either of them could have played um, Jenkins. Both of them. I know, I know. He's your crush. Yeah, He's your celebrity maybe. crush. So, Steph, how did you enjoy the podcast? It was fun. Yeah? Yeah. It was very fun. I'm going to have to keep reading some of these books you guys are recommending. Yeah, I enjoyed okay. them. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I have I even enjoyed this one a lot more than I thought I would, honestly. I, yeah, it's a very good book. And especially if you're not like super into romances or historical fiction, I feel like this one's you know, it's good. It's interesting. It's not too long. It's pretty light. It's it's a good read. Yeah, if you're into and it's feminism, a good summer read. It's good. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a good summer read for sure. I feel sure. like it really is. You'd be like easy I'm so to take with you on new. vacay. It's Absolutely. not stressful. Yeah. yeah. No, and not at fun. all. Yeah, I took our last book, A Woman Is No Man, on vacation to Las Vegas. I was like, "What did they do this?" <laughs> yeah, that that was a heavier read. I know, it was so good, but heavier read. This is a good vacay read. I agree. for sure. Agreed. But Agreed. I would definitely, I would definitely look into more books that this author writes. I I don't know. I'm yeah, excited I for the like next it. one. I yeah, I really I'll probably read the next one. I cannot sure. wait. Beth's very excited. Oh my god, yeah. Y'all should see her face right now. It's she Tris- is so excited. It's Tristan and Lucy. I'm excited to see what Stevie shit I don't shit know comes. what's up with Lucy. You don't really know much about her at all, and I'm mm-hmm. curious. Yeah, yeah, she's just kind of like the leader of the suffragist movement. Ugh, I'm so excited. It sounds like she's pretty Evie Dunmore, pretty. you have a fan for know. life in me, so send me a free copy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Write more books, Evie. Yeah. Um, I'm kidding. Don't just, I'll pay for uh, an advanced copy. I don't want to wait till September. Um, actually, I can't awesome. wait. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Stephanie, for coming on. Thanks, we love to have you having me. So fun. It was great. Yeah. It was super fun. Thanks, you guys. Oh, and y'all, this is our last episode recording here in Houston as mm-hmm. a group. The rest of the episodes will be long distance, as we talked about in the last episode. So, say goodbye to Sydney in Texas. She's gone. Bye. See you (laughs) never. Just kidding. Sydney, are you going to start having a Yankee accent? No. No. I I don't even have a southern accent. This is all local fry. (laughs) I was like, don't be a poser. Sometimes. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe you'll start sounding really. really Maybe I'll start saying things the way they say things. Maybe. Coffee. Kathy. <laughs> I don't like that. Okay, bye, Beth. See you later. <laughs> All right. Thank y'all for listening. Bye. Be sure to listen to our next episodes discussing Wild Game 
My Mother, Her Lover, and Me by Adrienne Brodeur, which will premiere on April 28th, and The Family Upstairs by Lisa Jewell, which will premiere on May 12th. Send us any questions or book ideas to sincerelypod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at SincerelySBPod. Sincerely, Beth.